0: Greetings, 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 and
1: salutations, one and
0: all. I hope you're jamming. Oh gosh. The zone of dev kicking things off tonight. A track called is Jam. want to say big up to those who are locked in on TuneIn Radio on the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele. Blessings to the massive out New Jersey Locked in New Jersey's finest The Motivator on NIE radio Remember you can catch The Motivator Thursdays 10 sorry 9pm Eastern For Double Trouble Thursdays You can catch him on Saturday morning For Motivation Saturdays could be it's on at noon Yeah, All I know is Juve And I in charge a bamba Big up to the massive out of Long Island, New York jam, jam. Jam. Chilling juve, with Reggae Pulse Radio
1: jam, jam. You're with the
0: jam. Blessings jam. Oh
1: God Pass me the liquor. Pass me the cup
0: Give me some Much love to DJ Atomic Force and the crew (laughs) Uh, Blessings to those who are locked in On the Foundation Radio Network ClintonLindsay.com Hanging out with Mr. Twinkle Toes himself Clinton
1: Lindsay
0: I can't get enough of this song, can I tell you? I don't know if it's the beat I don't know if it's the lyrics, I don't know if it's the delivery Whatever it is I just I can't, All I can say is Oh gosh Blessings to those who are locked in on PEMGTV.com Those on Xeno FM bubbling in the steel pot Those on Clubhouse Those on Facebook Live those on YouTube live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you. You have my word. I wouldn't even try. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group. and being in the moment, it's Priceless. go ahead and get them a call. Oh they take care of videos, photos, streaming, ads, and much, much more. Everything you see here on kevinstew.com, they can take care for you. She could, be a doctor, could, be a lawyer, could have a church service, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a wedding, a seminar, you name it. You want to stream it live on a secure platform, yours or theirs? Get them a call, 754-999-1140. That's 754 999 1140 I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North miami and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call, 954-655-9000 and schedule your appointment today. That's 954-655-9000. She only has one request outside of paying her You get off her table and go sleep somewhere else It's called the Kevin Stew Claus I want to say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment Reggae Global acts are your booking agent, handle your tour management Take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion and much much more Go ahead and give him a call 954-804-8199 That's 954 804 eight one
1: nine nine.
0: Check them out at reggae-global.com Tell them you heard about him on a night shift to DJ Kevin Steele Thank you to Matt Neal Trucking With Matt Neal Trucking your goods are in good hands Veteran owned, licensed and insured movers in the state of Florida Go ahead and get them a call today 954-406-9740 They can move you from Key West to Jacksonville if you want Put some things putting some things in storage, maybe. You don't have the transportation, you don't have the manpower. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking 954
1: 9740 Thank you, McNeil Trucking. I
0: wind in down. And around and
1: around
0: and around and around and around and around and around and and I'm dizzy now because I girl around so much. I tell you, I can't get enough of this song, did I tell you? 50, I think I said it. It's all like going around, you know. Oh God. The zone of dev Track called is Invite him to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies Enemies of your friends and your enemies too It's real talk on the night of the DJ Kevin Stewart The phone lines are open You can participate at any time What's the number? 773-789-7839 that's 773 789 that's the easy way to remember it, yeah? 789-789-789-7839 Area code 773 A few that require the visual influence It's scrolling across the bottom of your screen Right, right there. See there at seven, seven, the bottom screen. 773. 789. She could be a doctor, could be a lawyer, could be a judge. All I know is Jubey, And you see, oh, nah, man, all I is... All I want to do is jam. Oh, hey, jam. 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 I you know some people that that's all they want to do. You ever wonder why? It's because they love carnival. Jam. It's jam. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Thank you, Dev. So, tonight we are talking sociosexuality. Ever heard of it? How many people have actually heard the term sociosexual? No, I'm not talking about sapiosexuality. No, no, no. That's something different. Sociosexuality. When you're talking about sociosexual behavior, it is used in context to sexual behavior in a wider social context. You, you started to see the connection yet? No? Cool. We have all night to work through it. So uh, those of you that want to participate and uh, want to remain anonymous in doing so, you don't want to drop a line or a message on Facebook live or on YouTube live. No worries, you can also jump into the stewpot. You go to Kevinstew.com, and you are there. If you don't know what the stewpot is, it's what others call a chat room, but because of fancy. On Kevinstew.com, we call it the stewpot. So, come on over. You can remain anonymous if you want to. You can put your name if you want to. You can use a pseudonym if you want to. I just want you to be there and participate. You don't need to register. You don't need to offer your firstborn, an internal organ, or a blood sacrifice. Just go to KevinStew.com and you are in. All right? Cool. So, So, so sexuality is a personal predisposition for engaging in uncommitted sex. And at that point, there are a bunch of people going, wait, why would anyone want to do that? Those who are restricted, socio-sexual, do, do not prefer engaging in casual sex. They are looking for something more serious, commitment, uh, emotional satisfaction, or love. For this part of tonight, and this particular article, as, as it is laid out on relationshipsmdd.com, it's about the meaning of sociosexuality, the definition, its levels, and how to, how to fix your relationships. So, you ready? You have your pen and paper? I was told once that people can't participate because they're busy taking notes. So you have your, your stuff ready for your notes? Let's go. Those of you who missed it, don't worry. The podcast will be available tomorrow. Uh so you can listen to it again. The YouTube will be available right after the broadcast if you miss anything. Yeah? Cool. So Socio sexuality. What does it mean? Is is it is a it is Quote, of or relating to the interpersonal aspects of sexuality You're familiar with the socio-sexuality meeting, meaning Based on that general definition So, let's get a little bit deeper Into the socio-sexuality definition of psychology Yeah? It is sometimes called sociosexual orientation. And it is the individual difference in the willingness to engage in sexual activity outside of a committed relationship. Individuals who are more restricted with with sociosexuality are less willing to engage in casual sex. They prefer greater love, commitment, and emotional closeness before having sex with a romantic partner. Individuals who are more unrestricted are more willing to have casual sex and are more comfortable engaging in sex without love, commitment, or closeness. Now, you'll probably now wonder, okay, so how does this play into relationships? Well unrestricted women typically prefer to engage in casual sex as compared to restricted women as they think that more benefits are associated with the kinds of these kinds of relationships the the, the you know the committed ones well quote unquote committed ones because i'm pretty sure they ones that don't have a definition but people are also committed in those relations. They 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 are committed to the relationship. You know they're they're committed to showing up when it's time to meet up. They don't have that that that. They may not have that emotional investment, but they do have that fun investment. <laughs> now these include the resource benefits like expensive gifts, uh, sexual benefits, and such. So, sexuality is not linked with short-term benefits in the case of men. Unrestricted men are more interested in physical appearance. And that's the benefit they get from short-term encounters they will show more interest in the social skills of attractive women. On the other hand, unrestricted women are also interested in looks and popularity of male models rather than their willingness to commit. Restricted women are not like that. In the case of sociosexuality and relationship commitment, they pick commitment and deem this to be more important. Are you already putting yourself in a category? I know some people are going, "Yeah, that 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 is what works for me. I don't know what the other foolishness is. Who who can give themselves without being in a committed relationship? Who can give themselves without that love? Who can well, many people can. Really and truly. Across a variety of cultures, Women are less rest- unrestricted and have low SOI scores. However, that's the sociosexual orientation. Yeah? Um, however, more variability is noticed within each gender than among women and men, which indicates although the average woman is more restricted as compared to the average man, individuals may differ in sociosexuality irrespective of gender bisexual women tend to be less restricted in their sociosexual behaviors as compared to heterosexual and lesbian women bisexual women are more unrestricted followed by lesbian heterosexual women in sociosexual attitudes Bisexual and gay men are almost similar to heterosexual men in sociosexuality. Gay men are more unrestricted in the area of social sexual behavior than bisexual men. Heterosexual men. And this could be because more potential partners of gay men prefer casual and short-term encounters. Now, I don't know if that is still the case. But, according to when they did their checks, that is the what they found now unrestricted socio sexuality is linked with more of linked with more often uh sexual activity, well, I guess because it's unrestricted, yeah um it's linked with early life experiences with sex and more number of sex partners unrestricted men may have more rape myth acceptance conservative behaviors toward women and past sexual aggression on the other hand unrestricted women may have greater sexual fantasies than that involve having control or power over their other partner and also have a lower level of conservation sorry, conservationism or sorry, conservatism. Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> Regarding sex as compared to restricted women. So they, they 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 tend to be um more liberal we'd say unrestricted sociosexual uh sexual the I can't follow these people sometimes. (laughs) Um, So unrestricted sociosexuality have high scores on openness to experience and also tend to be less agreeable, be more extroverted, lower on honesty, humility, more impulsive, more eretophilic. And that is one we have to look into and they are less likely to have a secure attachment style. Moreover, people with intrinsic religious orientations are more likely to be sociosexuality, well, sociosexually restricted, and others with extrinsic religious orientations are more likely to be unrestricted. For measuring sociosexuality, the Revised Sociosexual Orientation Inventory, or Inventory, as, as depend on where you come from, it was designed. According to this, unrestricted orientation is related to high SOI scores. On the other hand, those with low SOI scores are related to restricted orientation. For assessment of three of sexual facts, attitude, desire, and behavior, the SOIR is used. Evolutionary theory predicts that interest in casual sex should decline with its costs. Costs being acquiring STDs or infectious disease, unwanted pregnancies, loss of spousal commitment, and list goes on. These consequences are quite off-putting for most. And due to this, a large number of people abstain from high levels of sociosexual behavior. And analysis of Schmidt's 2005 data on sociosexuality in 48 countries tested these predictions using multiple regressions controlling for economic development and population density. Sociosexuality declined as STDs increased and as teen births also increased, supporting the hypothesis. But female sociosexuality increased the risk of infectious disease. That's interesting, isn't it? Sociosexuality declined in countries where there was a greater proportion of men in the population and marriages likely involved greater commitment. Country differences in sexual motivation partly reflect varying costs of extramarital sexuality with females possibly increasing their interest in sexual variety to boost heritable diseases resistance. Cultures and religious and religions also play a vital role in regards to how people behave. So in summary, sociosexuality affects the way you see sex, and this is dependent on each individual's preferences, their morals, their principles and their personal beliefs. And everyone has their individual rights to do what suits them. In choosing a partner, it is imperative to know how they feel about commitment and sociosexuality. If you want to make sure that you have found the right partner, communication is key. And I cannot remember a time as I grew up where I would get into a relationship and this was a topic of discussion. I really can't. For some reason, it seems to have been more taboo to 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 address something like that. We you don't talk sexuality, you don't talk anything about socio-sexuality. You know, one's predisposition to to, to having casual sex versus committed sex. You don't talk about um, your preferences, your gender preferences, your lifestyle preferences. These things are not addressed well. As I was growing up, they were not. At this stage of my life, I'm more inclined to have that kind of a discussion. And as I do more of these broadcasts, I encourage people to have more conversation, more dialogue, more sharing in their relationships. Because this is one of the things that is missing From a lot of our relationships and I I, you know, people talk about how money is one of the the the, the biggest things to cause the breakdown in a relationship. Well, I really believe what is bigger than that is a lack of communication. And so and don't 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 just limit this to your your sexual relationships don't just limit these to your marriages and and no 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 I encourage you to put that communication thing across all your relationships so you're talking about parents and children you're talking about spouses you're talking about life partners you're talking about teachers and students you're talking about parents and teachers you're talking about neighbors Generally, we need to communicate, yeah? But, now, of course, between some of these groups, you're not going to have the conversation being socio-sexual related. But across some of them, you will. As parents would sit down and talk to their children, this is one of the things that probably they should talk about. Because later on in life, when they see their child with a partner that they wouldn't expect their child to be with because of their, the parents, values and expectations, not realizing that their child has their own values and expectations. Well, without communicating, you won't know. So you won't know what to expect. Who's that child bringing home to you? Hmm... We're going to take a quick little break and we're going to we're going to say goodbye to those on Facebook Live, those on on Clubhouse. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more. We're going to address when a romantic partner asks for an open relationship. Because these this is one of the things that speaks to socio-sexuality. Yeah? <laughs> Now, some people eyes just open wide. But yes. But before we go, I do want to remind you to check out the Mary Kay store. It's kevinsmarykay.com forward slash Stew. Yes, it's mine. I do have a Mary Kay store. I got involved because of the skincare products. And everybody has skin. So there's something there for everybody. Not just women. Men too. Yes, they're a part of the everybody. So you can get some beard care and some men Skin care products Of course you can get some fragrances Women like to know that Their men are smelling nice Whether it is their sons, their husbands Or their romantic partners So check out my Marquis store, get something for your Partner today And um, for those that are Into skin tone balancing yeah, yeah, There's something there for you too And it's a really lightweight Product, it's called the CC Cream, check it out you won't be disappointed. I guarantee you. Marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew.
1: Palsy Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighbourhood consumer through AdShare TV it's available in your neighborhood today it's easy just call us 754-999-6020 become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see get a one minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network can't be a host no problem for a few dollars we'll run your 30 second video ad Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And, and at lunch, I learned that I I'm sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one loves me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. In English? And in math, I learned, that I, make sick. I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. I am representing for DJ Cabins Jew, working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather, just to please the devil never. Will DJ Cabins Jew sell his soul?
0: That's a Word and Hannah! It's Christine to represent in Word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's true. If I loved you, love you, you, know? you would know. The zone of Royce. Do you know if your partner really loves you or not? Or... Are they just there because it's convenient? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. I I tell you, if you don't have these conversations with your partner, then who are you going to have them with? You're some random person? They're not the one in the relationship with you. So, as we're addressing sociosexuality, Dr. Wendy L. Patrick wrote an article in Psychology Today that speaks to a romantic partner asking for an open relationship. In the throes of a new romance, she says, the exciting journey of developing a career relationship can come to a screeching halt with a partner, with a partner's commitment over candlelight during over candlelight. During dinner. Hmm. That sounds like it. Could be romantically tragic. Because at this point. Comes a question. Or well comes a statement. I think we should see other people. Now for monogamists. This often. Calmly delivered. Matter of fact declaration. Is beyond disappointing. It is Devastating. But if you are honestly surprised and never saw it coming, consider the signs and signals you may have missed. Yep, there probably are, were some things along the way that you weren't paying attention to. People pursuing a wholesome, healthy, exclusive relationship need to be able to recognize the signs of those who are not in order to avoid wasting time, or wasting their time. There are, in fact, ways to spot the signs of someone who is comfortable in a relationship, but looking for more. Well, maybe you should ask at the beginning, how do you define relationship? How do you do relationships? And you ask it in the beginning, so you break the ice with it. And as a relationship continues, you find out if that has changed. Because if there's one thing that exists is change. Wing Shang Lavenda Well Wingshang Lavenda Ka et al Which you know regular people would say an M <laughs> examine the behavioral and psychological predictors of attitudes towards consensual non monogamy or CNM for short which they define as a relationship in which partners agree to have extra-dyadic sexual or romantic relationships their research found that so coital um sorry social <laughs> sexual behavior they have this thing going all over the place um, I do apologize. Yeah, so they agreed to have extra dyadic sexual or romantic relationships. And, and the research found that sociosexual behavior predicted attitudes towards c and moderated by avoidant attachment described as too much need for independence, fear of intimacy, and this, this inclination to self-disclose. Okay, that right there, that last part is a bit concerning because when you're talking about too much need for independence, a fear of intimacy, and being disinclined to disclose, to self-disclose, you're talking about someone who doesn't really want to be there. And again, that could be a problem. In addition to open relationships, defined as sexual relationships outside of a primary relationship, Ka et al. identified two other types of CNM, polyamory and swinging. They describe polyamory as having consensual loving and romantic relationships with more than one partner, and swinging as when a couple engages in in extra dyadic sex, usually in parties or other social settings where both partners are in attendance. Many people cannot fathom the thought of a paramour even having a crush on another man or woman, much less suggesting any type of CNM, even as a couple. And kai et al., found one indication that a partner might be so predisposed is a high degree of sociosexuality. Car, and group note that sociosexuality is measured in terms of attitudes, desires, and behaviors within casual, non-committed sexual relationships, ranging in levels from unrestricted to restricted. People with unrestricted sociosexuality have more permissive attitudes towards extra-relational casual sex and multiple partners. Those with restricted uh, sociosexuality have attitudes that are less permissive toward casual sex and value-romantic exclusivity and commitment. We talked about this in the first part. Now, they explain that while high sociosexual behavior can refer to someone engaging in a variety of sexual activities or someone in a monogamous relationship who is cheating, CNM constitutes an agreement to be able to engage in sexual activity outside of a relationship. Yet, there is a correlation. Ka et al., found that a higher level of unrestricted sociosexual behavior produced positive attitudes towards cnm they also note that researchers have found that men report significantly higher unrestricted sociosexual attitudes and behavior yet we know that women hold such attitudes as well you know people tend to say boy this is a man thing and women don't do that and uh, you can do what the, you cannot do what the guys do and still be a lady, that kind of a thing. yeah, no. you have women doing the same things. Now, it is not as popular or I shouldn't say it is not as popular. It is not popularized as much as a man doing it, but I can tell you. If you're going to have more women than men existing in a society, then what do you think is going to happen? They recognize a link between unrestricted sociosexual behavior and positive attitudes about CNM may stem from the similarities, noting that non committed and non exclusive sexual relationships are a common theme of CNM. People with more restricted sociosexual behavior view CNM less positively and are likely less willing to engage. Even without knowing someone's attachment style, one might observe signs of unrestricted sociosexuality, whether through knowing the details of someone's relational history or listening to their ideas and opinions on current events or issues involving sexual behaviour, or even their position on infidelity. There are signs of sexual attitudes and inclinations. If what you learn or hear does not comport with your relational beliefs or values, better to put on the brakes sooner than later. Because it's not going to work out doesn't really matter how you like, how they look, how they cook, how they take care of you. It's just not going to work. So y- you, don't even, you don't have to stop relating to each other. But how you relate may have to change. So if you're in this romantic relationship and one of you is more along the lines of an unrestricted socio-sexual... How do I, how do I determine that, um, term that? One who is more unrestricted in their sociosexual behavior. Yeah, that's a good way to term it. And one is more restricted, then clearly that's not something that will work. But if you want to break that down even more, as I have addressed monogamy on this broadcast, you have individuals who are monogamously... uh, What's it called again? They're monogamy-friendly or they're monogamous but they're poly-friendly. They're not polyamorous, but they're poly-friendly. And so what you find is they themselves are not polyamorous, but they can have a relationship with someone who is as long as they communicate. So however it is that you're going to to. to Navigate your relationship with the new information. Because sitting at, at, at dinner, a candlelight dinner, and you hear, so we need to talk. And I think this is the reason those words are a problem. What's it? Four words? We need to talk Forwards. Because that talk doesn't happen on a regular so, when someone goes, We need to talk. Here comes the uh oh, oh. And followed by, We need to see other people. I think we should see other people. Now comes the, uh, And you think so? Why? As you hear metal grinding on metal as a knife gets sharpened. Chances are it's time to just kind of put some distance between the two of you because somebody's going to get cut. But if you have been having conversations like these over time, then over dinner might not be a bad time to bring this up because that might have been the place and time where you would discuss things like this. And so dinner would progress. Without incident. And the only bloodshed would be if you like your steak rare. And you cut into it. Yeah? So. The recommendation is instead of viewing an attractive new paramour through rose-colored lenses. Don't trade in your reading glasses too soon. So. So. Don't let what you see be the thing that 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 is clouding your judgment. Go ahead and look at things clearly. yeah, Have the hard discussion because it's it's again the thing that is missing from a lot of our relationships. We don't have the hard discussion. Remember now, each of us have an idea of how we want our lives to be. And these, this idea may change from time to time. And it's okay for it to change. And I think this too is a big part of why the, the, the discussion is not an ongoing discussion. Because again, we don't understand that change happens and if we do understand it we don't accept it because we should remain just how we were when we met that doesn't happen not in real life anyway you might see it on tv but in real life that doesn't happen because we learn things we have experiences and these things shape us in ways that Often, we don't expect it to. When you have an individual who grew up in church with the religious parents, but they themselves are, if you catch them in church, it must be a funeral or a wedding. It's because they have discovered their own path. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But we as a society, we tend to want to to, to categorize things in the right or wrong, depending on our own ideals. And if you find a group of people that have the same ideals, then this group is going to be condemning collectively an individual who views things differently, their personal beliefs are different so yours you should conform to the masses and so an individual loses their individuality so now you have this groupthink thing going on yes i did say groupthink thing and everyone in the group is led by everyone else in the group and their individuality is lost Yeah, it happens with sexuality also. And so you find people that live and do relationships differently tend to be ostracized and categorized as freaks. Why? Because they choose to do relationships differently. Now, do they not love? I believe they do. So because they display this kind of love differently from how you were taught. <laughs> yeah, so it's different from the, the, the what you saw on your your T V series, your soap operas, your whatever romantic film your fairy tale. Because it was it is different and they're comfortable with it. And in doing it, they may sport a few tattoos and a few piercings that you would never consider having. They're now labeled as freakish just because they do relationships differently. So, sociosexuality is what addresses these things. It's a recognition of these little differences as it relates to how we do relationships. Because this is pretty much the umbrella under which you find the monogamous, the non monogamous, the polyamorous, the swingers, the the you name the relationship style. This is the umbrella under which you find it. Those that of sociosexuality how you operate, How what is your sexuality in your social sphere or in society on a whole? Is it too taboo to talk about that? I don't know. Should it be? I don't think so. But again, if we're not mature enough to talk about these things, in our own homes, are we mature enough to talk about it in our wider communities? Mm. You know, the, I grew up with the saying "dance a yard before you dance abroad," so you should be able to be able. To, you should be able to talk about these things at home before going out into the wider community. address to your 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 because these are the people who are supposed to love you unconditionally, right? So if you can't talk with them about it, how is it that you're going to talk with a total stranger? And does anybody else find it strange that this is the thing that we always do? We find someone we don't know and talk with them because there's less likelihood of being judged. And even if they judge you, you don't care. But To talk about these things that are near and dear to you at home, that's a problem. We really need therapy, don't we? Which is why I recommend it to everyone. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more. Looking at sociosexuality. What do you know about it? There's some research that indicates that your sociosexual orientation could make your marriage more difficult. This is information that is, I don't know, about four years old. But do you are you familiar with it? Many listening right now never heard of sociosexuality. Never heard of the term. And as I talk about it, they go, oh but yeah, that that's what that is. I I know what that is. Well, let's share. Tell me what you know of it. Call me up seven seven three seven eight nine Stew. Drop me a text. You can WhatsApp. You can Telegram. You can use regular SMS. Seven seven three seven eight nine seven eight three nine. You can call on the same number. Rings right here in the studio. Of course, you can jump into the Stew part on KevinStew dot com. You don't need to register, offer your firstborn, an internal organ or a blood sacrifice. Just go there and you're in. As well as you can comment those of you watching on YouTube live. Just comment right there. Alright, so we're going to be back in just a few. Call a friend, tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Because the information is good for everybody. If you go somewhere, bring somebody back with you, alright? We'll be right back. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise.
1: Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production, so you can get the sound that you want, every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com.
0: When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse Media Group has the tools you need. Weddings. Birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars—you name it. Pulse Media Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulsemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Media Group: When being in the moment is priceless.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Akar Mantino, I'm making sure right now you are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift.
0: The sound of novelty bringing us back from the break. Track call two makes one. Hey, Julie, how you doing? For so those of you who don't know, you're invited to check out the Truly Julie experience. It happens every Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern.
1: Let's
0: visit Flex FM. That's Flex with two X's. According to SciPost.org, an individual's behaviors and attitudes about uncommitted sexual relationships predict marital dissolution. As the two makes one, because they didn't know certain things about each other, the two actually ended up making one. (laughs) alone.
1: <laughs> and this, this, this
0: whole thing about um, an individual's behaviors and attitudes was some findings published in the psychological science. But the study also identified some factors that buffers against it. The researchers were particularly interested in sociosexuality, or the willingness to engage in sexual activity outside of a committed relationship. Individuals with a restricted sociosexuality be favor, forming extended bonds with a partner, while those in an unrestricted sociosexuality are more comfortable with uncommitted sexual relationships with the emotional entanglements. Now, the moment you start talking about entanglement, you start thinking, okay, celebrity relationship, celebrity extramarital affair. Leave the celebrities out of this. (laughs) You are the celebrity tonight, right? Romantic relationships are among the most important and influential relationships a person can have. And difficulties with remote r- romantic relationships are strongly tied to a myriad of problems, including depression and suicide. This according to Juliana French, a Florida State University doctoral student and lead author of the study. Given the importance and public health impact of these issues... My interest in studying how how sociosexuality is tied to marital outcomes stem from a broader desire to understand how and why romantic relationships thrive while others suffer. The researchers surveyed 204 heterosexual newly married couples regarding their attitudes, desires, and behaviors towards uncommitted sex their marital satisfaction, along with other control variables, such as attachment insecurity, depression, relationship length, and neuroticism. The participants then completed follow-up surveys over the course of several years. Now, for those of you wondering, okay, so why did they need to go several years? Again, this change factor... People change over time. So those with more unrestricted sociosexuality, meaning those who were more inclined towards casual sex, tended to begin their marriages less satisfied and remain less satisfied over time. Hmm, I wonder why. And people with more unrestricted partners tended to experience steeper decline in satisfaction which in turn predicted marital dissolution. So the unrestricted, it was doomed for failure. But were they both unrestricted? Because if they're both unrestricted, then shouldn't that work? Because now they can relate to each other. When people couple up, they enter into relationships with their own personal relationship histories. If those histories include a cast of previous no-strings-attached sexual partners and or acceptance towards casual sex, then staying in a satisfying long-term relationship, such as marriage, may be more difficult. Well, let me ask this. Who says that a marriage Cannot have some of these factors in it. Oh, wait. Society doesn't view marriages to go that way. Why then get married if that is where you're going to go? That would be the question, right? So, is that to say that an individual who has an unrestricted sociosexual style These people have commitment issues just because they're inclined to have some casual sex. Let me ask this. How many people have not had any casual sex at all in their lifetime? How many people have always been in a committed relationship? before they actually had sex let's let's get down to the real nitty-gritty now because even if you the individual were in that committed relationship where it was your partner so if your partner wasn't really committed to the relationship and you were is that truly a committed relationship or does there have to be an agreement and wait let's take it a step further are you saying that non-monogamous people cannot be committed in their relationships? Because no, you're opening, I guess, another can of worms. Because having not spoken spoken with someone who is non-monogamous, you wouldn't know. Then you'd have to ask the question, how is it that you're polycules so those individuals that 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 have these polyamorous relationships with multiple partners and living under the same roof as a family unit and have been doing it for years how do they survive are you saying that they are they don't have commitment in that relationship the only way you could say that is if you base that polyamorous relationship on sex. And even then, you don't have a strong argument because here it is. It exists. So, where does your argument go? Because we live in a society where marriage is considered a bond between a, a, a covenant between two individuals, not multiple individuals, because we don't live in a polygamous society where it is allowed, or polygenous, where it is allowed for one man to have many wives or one woman to have many husbands. Because we don't live in one of those societies. This becomes an issue. But in a society where that does exist, are you saying that they have it wrong? Just because you don't know anything about said society? Marriages involving individuals with an unrestricted sociosexuality are not necessarily due to failure. Doomed to failure, that is. Unrestricted sociosexuality was not associated with poorer marital outcomes among people who had frequent satisfying sex with their partner or reported low life stress. This is important because it suggests that unrestricted sociosexuality is not inherently bad for relationships. So up until that point where I said I gave that bit of information. Were you viewing it as something negative How do you view it now? The study is titled The Implications of Sociosexuality for Marital Satisfaction and Dissolution. And it was authored by Juliana French, Emma Altjelt and Andrea Metzler. Meltzer. I'm messing up people's names. I do apologize. But going back to the information. For those who thought, oh, <laughs> you're going to be sociosexually unrestricted. So whatever relationship that you're going to start is going to be doomed for failure. Alright, let me, let, me, let me go ahead and put this scenario out there. You are here in this committed relationship with this Person, and the only issue that you have in this relationship is sex, only issue. Everything else is beyond amazing. You get the opportunity to have that particular desire fulfilled. Let's say it is actually a need for you. Because individuals, there are individuals that say, you know, sex is is necessary for me to function in my relationship. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So if this is the aspect of the relationship that is missing, only thing that is missing from the relationship, are you going to end the whole relationship because this one thing is missing? Or are you just going to get that taken care of and i know some people are saying what that's why you have sex toys so if there's this issue and that's the only thing that is wrong go ahead and get a sex toy and you can collectively use that sex toy well that leads to another issue and it comes back to communication because there are individuals that get into these relationships and when you start to talk about sex toys then you are challenging their ability to provide you pleasure well this is an issue in this relationship that i gave the scenario for the only thing that is lacking in that relationship is something sexual and it could be okay let's let's put a reason to it it is health-related. I know somebody's going to go, but there's Viagra. Suppose, so who said that it is the man that has the problem? When it is the woman that has the problem, then there's what? Viagra V? You know, wh- what, what, what is there for the woman with the problem? So, it's a health-related sexual problem, but that's the only thing that is wrong in the relationship. Quote-unquote, wrong. If there's an opportunity to, to have that need met and stay in the relationship, do you take it? Do, is that open for discussion in your committed relationship, your committed romantic relationship, your marriage? Is that open for discussion? Could you even hypothetically have that discussion? I know many people that cannot. And it's for the sake of of learning something new about your partner. It is for the sake of sharing information with your partner. And it cannot be done. Andrew Thomas, also on Psychology Today, did an article about five things to understand about the desire for uncommitted sex. And in it, he says, So, sociosexuality is the focus of a lot of mating and relationship research, particularly in evolutionary psychology. So, here are some key things you need to know about it. One, it has three parts. Sociosexuality has three parts. How how often you have uncommitted sex, which is the behavior, Whether you think it is okay, that's the attitude, and how often you think about it or want it, being the desire. Yeah, So you have the behavior, the attitude, and the desire. And often these parts point in the same direction. People want it, they think it's okay, and they do it. But it is not always the case. You can have people who have a burning desire, lots of casual partners, but can't attract anyone. Conversely, not everyone who has a series of flings actually wants them. They could be failed attempts to start something meaningful. Incongruence between desires, attitudes, and actions can now lead to upset. Secondly, it's behind one of the largest sex differences in psychology. A lot of psychological sex differences are quite small and of little practical significance. One exception might be the sex difference in sociosexual desire, which is one of the largest and most replicated sex differences in psychology. Typically, Men desire uncommitted sex with a variety of partners more than women do. This difference appears to be a human constant. It emerges in all forms of society, regardless of its makeup, social norms, and levels of gender equality. How big is this difference, you might ask? Well, it is not the case that all men, and no women want casual sex. If that were true, these desires would have been quickly suppressed in humans by sexual selection. In 2013, Steve Stewart Williams uh, ran the numbers and um, Dr. Dr. What's his name? Dr. Thomas. Dr. Andrew Thomas. He said they ran the numbers and found that if you picked a random man and a random woman, he would have higher sociosexuality sexuality, about two-thirds of the time. That is not a certain bet. But it is enough for it to have ripple effects in the mating market. The third thing is that it can be detected in the face. So you can tell just by looking. Exactly how and why people can detect personality traits in the face is a topic of debate in psychology. It really is. And I'm sure some people are going, wait a minute, this is true. I have just seen some people and just know that person is trouble. That person is a lot of fun. That person, I can get some from. Just by looking at them. You haven't even had a word. It is by no means perfect. And you usually have to get people to make forced choices between faces from opposite ends of the spectrum to detect it. But people can. And detecting sociosexuality is no exception. Participants viewing images of real people and computer-generated composites tend to rate unrestricted faces as being more interested in casual sex than restricted ones. Isn't that interesting? People may even use this information. Men tend to judge the faces of unrestricted women as more attractive, while the opposite is true for women. So while one sex might use information as a sexual access cue, the other might use it as an unlikely to invest cue. The fourth thing is it is fixed and flexible. In some research, sociosexuality is treated as a trait, a measure of enduring personality that stays relatively stable. And to some degree, that is true. If you get people from, to, 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 compete, or sorry, to complete two sociosexuality measures weeks or months apart, these tend to correlate quite strongly. However, There's a growing body of evidence, excuse me, a growing body of evidence, including some from Dr. Thomas's lab, that mating strategies in humans, like other animals, remain flexible during one's lifetime. People adapt their preferences for long-term and short-term relationships, depending on different aspects of their environment. Making unrestricted sociosexuality a state as well as a trait. Studies suggest that sociosexuality changes depending on how easy or how hard mates are to find. How interesting is that? The fifth thing is it helps us to understand other sex differences. Now, the underpinnings of sex differences in mating behavior can be illumin- illuminated by sociosexuality. Take voyeurism, for example. As a paraphilic disorder, voyeurism is considered a male issue because it occurs almost exclusively in men. Why? A traditional explanation might attempt to explain this through a combination of social roles, media influence, and power dynamics. But examining sociosexuality points to an alternative explanation grounded in evolved sex differences. Interest in voyeurism and accompanying sex differences exist in the normal population, that is, Or, for example, would you be interested in peeking on a member of the opposite sex undressing if they didn't know about it? I know a lot of women that would. And as we recently found, a large proportion of this difference is due to socio-sexuality. Now, even with looking at voyeurism, there are a lot of women that i have spoken with that say they like to watch yeah so it's not a man thing just like they said because of how society was and how we know of the societal structure where the man is the dominant figure something like this things that happen behind closed doors you would think are orchestrated by the men And they are the ones who enjoy it the most. Well, remember, behind every man, you'll find a woman. Oh, they said, that wasn't what they said. They said, behind every successful man. Okay. Well, beside him too. Right? So... This knowledge is useful, it suggests that these disorders represent extreme versions of typical aspects of human mating psychology, and this might have implications for treatment. There are only a small handful of interesting things about sociosexuality. Others include its association with polygyny, disgust sensitivity, and fear of sexually transmitted diseases. As well as how it impacts mate preferences for things like sexual history. But those are findings for another time. And as such, we will address them another time. But as we have come to realize, there are a whole lot more questions than we have answers at this moment. But... You can go ahead and ask some questions on your own and then share with me what your answers are. You don't have to wait until I'm on air to reach out to me. You have my number 773 789 Stew. Drop me a line, shoot me a text, you know, share an idea with me, a thought. Because here it is we've gone through and, 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 and looked at sociosexuality. From a number of perspectives. And now I guess we have more of an understanding what sociosexuality is. And the fact that you have two basic sides. You have the unrestricted and you have the restricted. You're unrestricted being those that lean more towards. The non-traditional way to have a relationship. You know the non-monogamous or the consensual non-monogamous and you have your restricted who are typically involved in monogamous relationships but the wise being as varied as they are and the more you look into it the more you probably see that there are aspects of this that relate to you there are aspects of this that you want to have A discussion with your partner and that's fine you should i recommend it if you need to do so in a controlled environment find a couple therapist there may be nothing wrong with your relationship per se but having a thought about something like this could lead to problems down the line because of a perceived difference of opinion So why not take it to a therapist that in a controlled environment with a professional, you can navigate some of these things. You can have some of these hard discussions with someone there to guide you through. Now, you have put things in your toolbox that can help you to navigate your relationship that much easier, that much better. Because you now have a little bit more knowledge. So, you know, they say knowledge is power. Only when you apply it. Having it and sitting there doing nothing with it, it doesn't mean anything. Because nobody knows you have it. So let's apply it to some situations, some real life situations. And as we all are in some type of relationship, Let's start having some of these discussions. Let's build better, stronger relationships with our partners, whether it's a business partner or a relationship partner, uh, uh, your, your partner that you go, your aspiring partner. <laughs> you know, whichever pa- kind of partner it is, your romantic partner. let's not leave it out. It's understood, but let's not leave it out. Go ahead. Talk about it. You might be surprised with their view. You might be surprised of, of, with what they are okay with. What they're willing to do and how they're willing to do it. You, they might just release you from the relationship. And that is okay too. Because this may be important to you and you'd end up suppressing it if you stay in that relationship. Hence, something like that could actually start to fester um, resentment. And if it does, where does that leave you? No relationship. Because eventually it will show. Now, for those that have learned something about seeing things in the face of someone else, well, (laughs) be careful how you go out there trying to identify people who are more restricted sociosexually and unrestricted as it relates to sociosexuality. You might get surprised. Jumping into this McNeil trucking sponsored musical therapy. The it feels, on. This is Sona Marcia J. while working out the Dora Check it's called Another Love Song. Oh, yes. I want to thank you each and everyone for hanging out with me tonight. Hey, 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 to thank you for the support throughout this night shift week. As we pull the curtain down on this uh, real talk night no no pain pain The sound of Annette Brisses in the background uh, Track called Just Want to Love You We no want to encourage you to look out for members of your community no Remember your community is not just a development that you live in But it spreads far and wide Those that you pass on the bus to play the boat or the train Whether you walk, ride or drive Look out for one of them today You never know who's going to look out for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you. Every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Join me on Saturday for Saturday Stew on Reggae Global Radio at 8 p.m. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you, wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid you all a good night. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Take care until we link up again, yeah?